back to the show, everyone. This is the All Things Wrestling Podcast. Tonight, I'm staying away from the usual reviewing and watching of the wrestling content. As some of you know from listening to the past episodes, I've been binging on the Freddie Prince Jr. podcast over the weekend. Wrestling with Freddie, or WWF for short. Ha. <laughs> Smooth. I've been enjoying his stories, his guests, and everything in between. He said on his podcast about his time with WWE and as being a head writer on SmackDown from 2008 through 2009, and then was brought back in 2010 through 2012. He was telling a story about him doing a promo for Jeff Hardy, which was the In My Gination promo with the green light because the power had gone out and they needed to do something quick. So here's the promo. The last year of my life, I've been forced to look inward, forced to come face to face with my soul and ask myself a question. Jeff, are you willing to change? People have tried to change me my entire life, and when they fail, I still come across as a failure. But it's easy though, right? It's easy to say, Jeff's a screw up. He's just going to make a mistake again. I think you're afraid. I think you're afraid to ask me why. Because you might sense something human in me that'll just freak you out. Everyone's tried to break me, but I've broke my own walls down. And tonight is a new chapter in the career of Jeff Hardy. Tonight you will see through the eyes of one imagination. And tonight I will answer all the questions. Does Jeff Hardy have what it takes? Is Jeff Hardy willing to change? I am who I am. Jeff Hardy. WWE Champion! So that motivated me to go off and tell my story. Tell my truth, so to speak. So if you'd like to skip this episode and wait for the WrestleMania review that is coming up later in the week, as well as news and other wrestling content, I wouldn't blame you. But tonight, tonight is about me. It's about my venture into wrestling and how I feel. This is basically my therapy. So based on past episodes like the WrestleMania 3 review we did here on the podcast, you may have known that my first venture into wrestling was a friend showing me this match. The Andre the Giant vs. Hulk Hogan main event and the first time he left the Giant and slammed him on the mat. So in order to get into that, we have to go all the way back to when I was 8 years old. I was living in South Central LA. I was invited to a friend's house and it was really cool because his mom used to babysit me. So we became friends. My mom was working at night and she took me to her for childcare. We were low on budget. And she had an older son who I became friends with as well. And would let me play with his Atari, his Nintendo, his 
little wrestling figurines, um, Mike Tyson's punch out, all that. One day he pulled out his VHS tapes of WrestleMania. And it was WrestleMania 3 that caught my eye, that caught my attention. It was already out like a few years old, but the reason I wanted to see it was because I had seen Hulk Hogan on rock and wrestling uh, cartoons. And it was in syndication at the time. Like, I didn't know that it had been canceled by now. I didn't know anything about cancellation either. I was just like, oh, cool. Have you seen this episode? Or, yeah, awesome. So I would wake up every Saturday morning and watch this man and would not understand where he was from until this moment right here. So my friend pops in this tape in the VCR and fast forwards it to where he wants me to start watching. The main event. Andre the Giant versus Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan. To him, everything else didn't matter. And it was true. None of the other matches mattered. Only this match right here. And I was only focused on the red and yellow because it's what I saw on TV. And this man was on the screen and fighting this huge giant guy who would probably devour me. And I sat there watching. And that, kids, that is when I met and fell in love with professional wrestling. I guess I wasn't looking hard enough to realize that WWF superstars would come on Saturday mornings. I was looking... I was always looking for my favorite cartoons. I'm not going to tell you what they are. But, you know. You know, all your favorite. You Channel surfing, channel surfing. Look it up. Get up. Look for the channel that it was on. You know, with the antenna. Try to, like, no. Okay. That just me? Alright. So then I found the show that I was looking for. And it was either Wrestling Challenge... Or superstars of wrestling, I don't remember. It was one of those. It was superstars, probably. I found it. I was trying to be real quiet in my room. Because I didn't want to wake up my mom or stepdad. But I ended up watching it. And then I was looking for more. And usually it was Gilligan's Island's Next. Or I Dream of Genie. Or Bewitched. And then I happened to stumble on another wrestling. Oh boy. Yes, eight-year-old me found gold. Well, gold to me, because I was eight years old. I didn't know any better. I was turning nine, and then I see it on the screen, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. It's illegal for me to watch this. For those of you that don't know, it was Glow. Yes, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Which I should have on another podcast because back then the 80s glow was so bad in terms of, man. Anyway, I digress. Uh, let me take you back. So it didn't take me long at all to get into these shows because I needed them to escape what I was going through. And personally, I guess I could tell you, I was bullying in elementary school. And then at home, I had an abusive stepfather who would usually put his hands on my mom. So I needed something to get away from all of that. To not worry about school and not worry about this man next uh, door to me. But I needed to worry about my own self, focus on something else. And that was 
the TV screen, the two guys fighting, the two guys wrestling each other, one jobber, one main event guy. It didn't matter who it was. I sat there for an hour and the entire world just didn't exist to me. I was trying to escape from that in a the next time I met my friends, I was introduced to WrestleMania 5. Again, I didn't have cable, and back then I needed to be in the antenna to get a clear view of anything I wanted to watch on TV, even cartoons. I asked about WrestleMania 4, but it was a tournament, and they told me not to worry about it, but watch the main event of 5 instead. They just wanted me to enjoy it again, I guess. My second favorite wrestler was on the screen. By this time, I was watching wrestling shows long enough to, about, to know about Ted DiBiase, the evil million-dollar man who had a bodyguard named Virgil and would buy you off or, you know, make money off of you to prove a point. Jake the Snake Roberts, this nasty, slittering-looking man with a snake who would put his hands snake on you once the match was over. Oh, pretty funny when he was doing it to Andre the Giant. And Andre was, well, not funny at the time because, wow. But it was funny to me because this guy almost had a heart attack one day. The Junkyard Dog, yes, he was one of them. Because I would always try to imitate the dances that they were doing. He, after his matches, he would always uh, bring kids in and they would do the Charleston dance. And I remember doing it too, right in front of the TV. And then one day my mom walked in on me doing it and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know, it's just this dance this guy is doing. And I would do it, I would put my hands between my, or not between, I would put my hands on my knees and do like a, a twist thing. You'd have to look at it. It's whatever a junkyard dog does. It's hilarious. Cause I would do it out in public too. Like, hey, this guy's doing a dance from the old times. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was from the old times, the Charleston dance. It's like I saw it on TV. This wrestling guy did it. So, hey, let me imitate him. Yeah. So I did that. Um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper was another one. He would usually come out with bagpipes and intro to his music. You love that guy. There were so many characters and wrestlers that I fell in love with. And I usually seen them on rock and wrestling before. Like Captain Lou Albano. Or Tito Santana. Of course, I'm going to like Tito Santana. He's, he's my culture, obviously. Um, Viva La Raza. Yeah. So I watched WrestleMania 5 and Mr. Macho Man Randy Savage, oh yeah, became my second favorite wrestler at that moment. Dig it. And you could tell I wanted to be like him so bad because I was trying to do his voice and his hand movements. Brother. That's not even him, it's Hogan doing the brother thing. But, you know, cream of the crop, oh yeah, whatever. I can't even do it. <clears throat> okay, my throat's hurting. Nah. <laughs> Then I went to school. And like all this I had seen over the summer. And then September hits. 
I'm at school and you know I'm just the new kid walking around and thinking like hmm I wonder who I'm gonna meet and I overhear a bunch of other kids during lunch talking about wrestling and my eyes light up like Christmas like whoa you're talking about the same thing that I like to watch let's be friends <laughs> For the very first time, I know people that are watching the same thing I am, but they're updated on it. I'm over here watching replays of old matches and Randy Savage getting beat by Hogan. They're already on season 10, I don't know, uh, metaphorically speaking, you know, talking about the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6. Can you believe that? Two faces fought each other. Two good guys. That's what I saw at the time. Two good guys fought each other. And I was like, I missed that? Oh man. The friends that I watched by WrestleMania 5 with didn't have access to pay-per-view. So we had to wait for another year to get to a video rental store and pick up six. Well, they did, or I don't know. It felt that way. So I pretended to know what was going on, and I sat there asking about the main event and who had won. I became friends with these other kids who would tell me about what was going on between WrestleMania 4 to 6. Oh, wow. <laughs> Basically, if you miss a freaking show or anything like that now, this is what you get. It took me this long to realize that my babysitter's... It took me this long to realize that my babysitter's sons didn't go to the same public school like I did. So that's how I fell in love with wrestling. That's how I became a wrestling fan, professional wrestling fan, from such a small age. Two of my childhood friends, who I'm still in contact with on social media, introduced me to Hulk Hogan and the sport that I would eventually fall in love with. Back then, we didn't have help for mental illness, and I was heavily bullied, and my school friends that I became friends with got me into joining karate school with them to help you know I needed to defend myself and they were there and I was into it so there was that and wrestling that was helping me cope with depression and that stuff that was going on at home alright so I'm gonna end it right here depending on how this episode does I may do another story time baby in between weeks when Michael and I are not doing reviews so, thank you for joining me and my weird rant about wrestling and how I got started. Social media is where you can find me are Twitter at MinuteDollarGeek or follow the podcast page at all underscore things underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram. Just posted some news for this week, which we will be talking about soon. Listen to us on Spotify or Anchor at All Things Wrestling. Check us out on Facebook groups at All Things Wrestling with the same logo. Check us out on YouTube and smash that subscribe button. Thank you for supporting our content and giving us a listen. Until next time, here's some music for you. <laughs>